And that's how you turn on the recorder. Oh. Oh, wow. Look at all those little bloops. Yep, that's the waveform. That's your voice. That's so fun. And Adora and Bo are... Breakfast in the Great Hall, I think. Well, as soon as they get here, we can get started. Riley, I'm just so delighted that you finally came out to Etheria for a visit. You finally got some time off? Sorta. More like there was a raid on the speakeasy and most of the Snake Mountain crew got hauled off in handcuffs. Goodness, I I had no idea. I've been listening to the show. Yeah, that episode hasn't gone up yet when we're recording this. Uh, I'm considering holding off on posting it for a bit, since it might be evidence. How did you get away? Well, say what you want about the Contractarians, but those rooms have no shortage of secret exits. I managed to duck into one behind the bar that usually goes out to the staff parking lot, but this time I ended up in one of the fractal wardrobes. So I just hid out there for a while until everyone left. Is that where you got that dress? Yeah. Do you like it? Uh, I don't know. I do. I really do. Thanks. It has pocket dimensions. Anyway, I decided it was time for a much-needed vacation. Oh, and now I have you working all over again. No, Perfuma, you've been wanting to start this podcast for a while. I'm happy to help you record your first episode. Maybe I can even toss it in the garden plot's feet or something to tide our listeners over until... I don't know. All that stuff sorts itself out. Okay. This castle is really cool, by the way. This one is... Light Moon or something? Bright Moon. This guest room is huge. And I like these dangly crystal lights? Ah, yes, the bright stones. Magically enchanted to light you such that your best features are always accentuated. And there's so many pillows on these couches. Made from the down of star herons. Take a nap with one of those and you'll always have pleasant dreams. And what's this disc on the table with that weird symbol on it? That's a coaster. Oh. I made it, actually. It's supposed to be a giraffe. If you turn it a little... Oh, look at that. Still, though, you all really seem to have your act together over here, unlike, you know, everything on Eternia. Snake Mountain doesn't have bright stones or magic pillows or... Well, we have coasters, but I'm pretty sure Skeletor is the only one who uses them. Speaking of Skeletor, how's he been doing? I mean, I know he's probably in some dungeon right now, but before that... Oh, you want to know how Skeletor is doing? I want to know how everyone is doing, obviously. Uh Uh-huh. Like you, how are you doing? Fine. Finished high school, going out into the world. Yep. And as life at Snake Mountain grows ever more chaotic, you find yourself at a crossroads, wondering if this internship still has anything left to teach you, or if you should strike out on your own. Sure? Riley? What? Tell me about your feelings. I don't... Uh, oh, look, they're here. Boo! Perfuma! Adora! Perfuma! New person! Riley? Riley! You're THE Riley? How's Community College? How's Cody? How's Nana? Good. Um, how do you know? Uh- I'm only the world's biggest fan of garden plots. Will it kill Beastman? That's a... yeah, that's what he says. Sorry, it's just that for a while now, I've been hearing about this internet thing that's all the rage on Eternia. But most of Etheria didn't have the internet while the Horde was in charge. Now that they're gone, though, we can finally get social media, streaming video, podcast, and oh, it's just so great. Totally the number one best part of defeating the Horde. 
And where on that list would you put deposing an evil tyrant who ruled through fear in an army of killer robots? Uh, number two? Yeah, uh, sorry guys, you know, about my uncle and everything. Yeah, Profima told us about that, kind of, but I still have numerous questions. Hordak, he's your uncle? Isn't he a clone of Horde Prime or something? He has siblings? If you don't mind, I don't really want to get into that right now. Adora, She-Ra, is She-Ra ma'am? Adora's fine. Look, we all got weird pasts, kid. Perfuma says you're cool. You're cool. And Riley, you and I are sure to be great friends, because we have something special that I read about online. I'm told it's called a parasocial relationship. Isn't that great? Well, where should I put my sword? Maybe behind the- Adora, just do the thing. Oh, right. The thing. I always forget. Thanks, Bo. Whoa, your sword. It turned into a bracelet? Can He-Man's sword do that? I've only ever seen him use it to hit stuff. The only limit to the power of Grayskull is the imagination of the person using it. Oh, well, that explains it. Let me just get my notes. Is everyone ready? I was born ready. Uh, what are we doing? The podcast, remember? We talked about this. Yes. Uh, Mr. Bow, do you want me to put your bow in your quiver somewhere? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mr. Bow is my bow. And thanks, but I'm gonna need those for the show. Why are you... Here we go. Welcome to My Princess, My Princess, and Bo, an advice show for the modern Etheria. My name is Perfuma, Princess of Plumeria. Adora. Yeah. It's your turn. Tell the people who you are. They know who I am. I'm like, really famous? It's just the thing you do. Okay. Uh, hi. I'm Adora. Also known as She-Ra, champion of the rebellion, savior of Etheria. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Adora. And I am Bo, master archer, ingenious inventor, hero of the rebellion, and resident regular guy. Bo, why are you pulling back an arrow? We're indoors. Firework arrow. You're welcome. Uh, Bo, it's a podcast. Yeah? It's, it's an audio medium. The audience won't be able to see that. What's your point? And like, while we're on the topic, what is a podcast? Uh, you, you know, for the listeners. Excellent point, Adora. I'm sure many of them are curious because you see, up until quite recently, we haven't had podcasts on Etheria. I discovered them when I took a trip to Eternia. You see, a dear friend of mine invited me to come visit him. Or rather, a dear friend sent a group of his minions to lay an ambush for me in the Whispering Woods. They surrounded me, threw a net over my head, and said, Princess Perfuma, you're going to be a guest on Garden Plots with Skeletor, whether you like it or not. And I said, I do like it! After they explained how it works, I thought it sounded so wonderful. Think about it. With your normal voice, you can only spread joy to a few people at a time, like a little heat lamp warming a handful of plants all huddled together to receive your light. But with a podcast, through the power of the wires, I think, your voice is like the sun traveling all around the world, touching the hearts of everyone it shines upon. At least that's my understanding. Yeah, podcasts are the best. My favorite part is all the unexpected random stuff that happens. Like sometimes, when the recording, the podcast cat comes into the room, and if you're really lucky, you even get to hear the cat making sounds on the recording. 
account on the internet. Who would have thought? Anyway, from what I've seen so far, the internet is just great, and I love how free it is of hatred and cynicism. I can't wait to start my own podcast and become an internet celebrity. I'm sure it's going to be a universally positive experience. Yeah, the thing about that... Oh, that reminds me, Riley. Watch me do this internet thing. Ah, did you see that? Did you see that, Riley? Yep. That was a dab, Bo. Again, though, podcasts are an audio medium, so... Oh, an audio medium! That's so interesting, Riley. Uh, what else would you say about what a podcast is? You know, for the listeners. Dora, did you not listen to any of those shows I sent you? Ethereal? Welcome to Fright Zone? Radio Raz? 99% Mermistable? I made a playlist of episodes for you based on your interests. It's called Bo and Adora's Friendship Playlist colon, the symbolic incarnation of Bo and Adora's Friendship. No, of course I listened to that. I listened to it on my... computer phone? Uh-huh. Show me. Show me your phone, Adora. Uh... Here? Adora. Did you just transform your sword into a vaguely banana-shaped piece of metal with the word phone on it? Yes, because my sword is also my phone. That's one of its powers. The power of Grayskull can do anything, so my sword is my phone. Oh yeah? Do something with it. Open a website. Or play a podcast. I can't. Because the power of Grayskull is... Out of... Minutes? Well, that is a phone word. I can't do it. I don't have a phone. I didn't listen to the playlist. I'm sorry for lying. I just didn't want you to be disappointed in me. That's totally okay, Adora. You didn't have to lie. I forgive you. <sighs> Thanks, Bo. Well, what just happened? What do you mean? I'm sorry. I've just never seen... You felt bad about something you did, so you apologized, and then your friend forgave you. Yeah, we do that over here. Wild. So as we were saying, since Hordak has been recently overthrown, or as the kids say, cancelled, and Glimmer is now Queen of Brightmoon, she's way too busy to join us. But the rest of us, we all now have a lot more free time on our hands. So, podcast! Podcast! <sighs> I don't know, guys. You don't know what? This all sort of feels like a waste of time. Adora, being on the internet is never a waste of time. Look, yes, Hordak is gone, but... There's still problems out there in the world, and I feel like I should be out there, solving them, helping people. We are helping people. We're helping them by giving them advice. Besides, it's just an hour a week. Fine. You know what? If it's important to you too, it's important to me. Let's give it a shot. Here's our first letter. From Grizzlore in Mysticore. All right, if you put on your headphones, you should be able to hear that first voicemail. Now. Hi, princesses. Uh, I'm Grizzlore. Used to be a horde minion, but, you know. So I was thinking about what I was going to do next, and I realized that something I always wanted was a nice front lawn. Well, there weren't any lawns in the Fright Zone, but uh, I'd think about it a lot. I'd be repairing one of the trapdoors in the slime room, and just imagine I was sitting in a lawn chair somewhere with a blue sky, green grass, or real grass or not, I didn't care. Just, you know... Somewhere you can sit and watch the birds and the sky sleds go by. Talk to the neighbors. Maybe sip some iced tea. So, a couple weeks ago, my old pal Ratlor helped me get a job with him as a janitor. And he let me move into his place in Mysticore. Well, this place wasn't much, but it had a lawn. So, first thing I did was go out and buy some lawn furniture. A table, two chairs, got them at a real reasonable price, and they were my favorite color. 
Brown. We had some good times, me and those chairs, but then, well, a few days ago, I woke up and it was all gone. The table, the chairs, all of it. I, look, I looked everywhere, but they, they just vanished. Just like everything I love. Well, anyway, I thought they were gone forever. But then, when I was out checking the mail earlier today, that's when I saw it. My table, my two chairs, sitting in the front lawn of our neighbor Mosquito. He thinks he's so smooth, but he can't fool me. I know that shade of brown anywhere. I want my stuff back. I want to go yell at him or something, but... Well, I'm really no good at confrontation. Can you help me? Sincerely, Grizzlord Ratlore, the janitors from Mysticor, whose neighbor Mosquitoor, Burglord Furniture. Alright, now this I can handle. We got a real problem on our hands, gang. Mysticor? Yeah, we can make it to Mysticor by sundown. Swiftwind? <laughs> For the honor uh, of- Adora, what are you doing? This citizen has had his property stolen. We have to confront the thief. It's a quest. I haven't done a quest since- No, Adora, we're not doing quests. We're doing advice. We're not solving people's problems. We're teaching them how to solve problems for themselves. But that's... boring. No, it's not. Here, I'll show you how it's done. All right. Sorry, Swifty. First of all, Grizzlore, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. We are all afraid of standing up to other people sometimes, but most people aren't willing to admit that about themselves. It was so brave of you to share your struggles with us. Now, in terms of your problem, I think you should definitely go talk to your neighbor, but not to yell at him. You view this as an opportunity to get your furniture back, but I think this is an opportunity for something much greater, a chance to make a new friend. You assume Mosquito stole your furniture, but maybe there's another explanation. Perhaps he was only taking it as a way of getting your attention. Some people aren't good at communicating their feelings, and the only way they know how to show affection is indirectly. Whether it's stealing your furniture, insulting your inferior gardening skills, or throwing a net over your head and forcing you to be a guest on their podcast, some people just express their love for you a little bit differently. We call this love languages. So tomorrow, you're going to go over to Mosquito's house, bring a gift of some kind, maybe a candle, and if you're still afraid, you can ask Ratlor to come along with you for emotional support. Then tell Mosquito that if he wants to borrow your furniture, that's totally fine, because that's what friends do for each other, and you don't need anything in return. You just want to see him smile. You just want to touch his perfect bony face. Uh, Perfuma, all due respect, that's terrible advice. Mosquitoor is doing evil, and evildoers must be punished. Grizzlor, you can't let this guy walk all over you. Next time you see him, you need to teach him a lesson. Walk up to him and punch him, right in the nose. Well, I'm not sure that's the best. Does he even have a nose? I was picturing him having, like, a mosquito head. I guess he'd have a proboscis. Well then, right in the proboscis. Oh, I don't really- Okay, well, I gave one answer. Try to be his friend. Adora gave another, which is punching him. The truth is probably somewhere in between. So Grizzlor, just try to do the exact middle between those two, and you'll be fine. Nailed it. Our next letter... <sighs> Babe, where's the milk? I don't know, Katra. Maybe we're out. We're recording the podcast thing right now. Can it wait a sec? No, 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 no. We're not out. 
I bought a new gallon two days ago, and now it's gone. Okay, I'll help you find it when we're done. Is that okay? I need milk with my cereal, babe. I know. We'll find it. It better still be ice cold! <laughs> Bo, what is so funny? Just one of those hilarious random moments that happen sometimes in a podcast. Bo, you didn't. Did you steal the milk from the fridge so that Catch would interrupt the podcast just to entertain yourself? Adora, I'm hurt. I would never do that. Good. I did it for the audience. Bo? Look, I have listened to many podcasts in preparation for this, and what do all the successful ones have in common? A podcast cat that makes sporadic interruptions. It's the perfect embodiment of the authentic unpredictability that makes people like podcasts in the first place. And how can we ensure that our podcast will have that kind of authentic unpredictability unless I carefully engineer it ahead of time? Bo, where is the milk? Ugh, it's in the bottom of my quiver. Fine, here you go. I'll be right back. Catra, I got it! Whoa, Catra? Or she and Adora... I thought she worked for Uncle Hordak. I mean Hordak. She did, but she and Adora actually grew up together in the Horde. As kids, they were all each other had. Then, when Adora joined the Rebellion, Catra didn't, and it was bad between them for a long time. They were sworn enemies, fought like cats and women with large swords. But recently, Catra switched sides, and her helping us out was kind of one of the reasons we won. They worked things out, and now that the war is over, they can finally be together. Oh, that's really great. Wow. That's actually really great. Perfima, why are you looking at me like that? Was that a feeling? Ugh, no. Alright, I'm back. What's our next quest? Shun. Quest Shun is how I say that word. What is it? Next up, here's one from... Ooh, all the way from Eternia. How exotic. Hey there, princesses. Bo, I have become increasingly certain as of late that my name is Ram Man, and I got the problem. See, I got this friend of mine. Normally, he's a real quiet, shy sort of guy. But sometimes, he'll just disappear. And whenever he does, there's this other guy who shows up the superhero fella. He kinda looks like my friend, but he dresses different. He talks in a different voice, and he asks us to call him by a different name. And I never see these two people together. So I had this thought the other day. I don't know. It's probably nothing. But I had the thought, see? What if these two different people are actually, in a manner of speaking... The same person. Oh my god. Ram Man. Seriously, Ram Man was the one to figure it out. By which I mean, what if these two people are genetically identical twin brothers? What? No, Ram Man, no, you were so close. Think about it. If my friend and this superhero guy are twins, and we were ever to see them together in the same place, we would realize that both of their faces are the same, and thus be able to deduce the hero's secret identity. And here is my quandary. For you see, although I am a master of ramming, I am unschooled in the ways of proper etiquette. Since I now know that the two of them are brothers, would it be acceptable 
as a belatified present for Sibling's Day to purchase the two of them a gift card for dinner at a high-class, endless pasta buffet establishment. I wish to express my love and gratitude for these gentlemen, but I fear that since my friend is trying to keep the existence of his brother a secret, it might be, as they say, a foe's paw. So, uh, maybe I'm out of line here. I mean, I don't know this situation exactly, but sounds like these two guys are probably the same person, right? Pretty clearly, yeah. Wait, what? But I even know who he's talking about. Okay, uh, how did you all do that when no one else... What is in the water over here? I can take this one. We actually had a similar thing going on for a while. You all right with me talking about this, Adora? What? I, I don't know. What, what are you... Oh, come on, Adora, you know. It was so cute. You see, when Adora first got started doing the whole Shira thing, she used to hide it from us. She'd run away for a bit and then come back after transforming and pretend like she wasn't the same person. And we'd all pretend like we didn't know. Bo, that's ridiculous. I never had a secret identity. It was a long time ago, but I remember. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Do you not want me to talk about this? Sorry if you're embarrassed. We can cut this, right? No, Bo, I'm not embarrassed. I just don't remember. Did I have a secret identity? Oh, wait, I did, didn't I? <laughs> Man, that was a long time ago. Almost feels like it was someone else, huh? You could be remembering a past life. Happens to me all the time. No, Perfuma, that's ridiculous. But yeah, I remember now. Why was I doing that anyway? Like, normally, you'd have a secret identity so your enemies wouldn't want to attack your civilian identity or threaten your friends, but both of my identities, Adora and Shira, were enemies of Hordak. He attacked me as Adora and attacked my friends all the time, so what would a secret identity even be protecting? Right? Man, that was a weird time in my life. Hold on, I need a minute. Here's what you need to do, Ram Man. You love your friend, and you accept him. Maybe someday he's going to realize that this other person is actually the real him, and he wants to be that person all the time. Or maybe he likes switching back and forth. Or who knows, maybe he's just experimenting with superheroism, and someday he's going to realize that it isn't actually right for him. And maybe someday he'll share the truth with you, but that's something he's going to have to do in his own time. All you can do is love your friend all the different versions of him that he decides to show you. Yeah, for me, I was so worried about everyone finding out. It used to keep me up at night. But once I told everyone who I really was, they loved me and accepted me just the same. I feel so much happier that I'm not hiding anymore. So much so that when I look back on that old time in my life, it feels like it happened to someone else. And in some ways, it did. Of course, we're not saying it's the right thing for all people with superpowers to come out in all circumstances. No, that's a good point. If you're not in a safe environment... We don't blame anyone who wants to keep their superpowers hidden, at least for now. It would be nice, though, if everyone could be their real selves and not have to pretend. Oh, and uh, in answer to your question, Ram Man, yeah, you can buy him a gift card for some pasta. You know, I think that was actually some legitimately good advice. Did you hear that? We're so good at advice. Airhorn Arrow. <laughs> Yeah, I know you all just got the internet like a month ago, but apart from that, it really feels like Etheria is actually in the 21st century, while Eternia is still stuck in the, I don't know, 1980s or whatever. And to be honest, after being deeply disappointed by pretty much every adult I've ever met over there, I'm starting to think that you all over here might actually have at least a few things figured out. Kinda. And I might maybe be able to learn something from you. 
I don't know. Maybe. Perfuma, what's wrong? Are you okay? I think you're having a feeling. All right. You got me. I'm having a feeling. No, Riley, don't you see? This is perfect. This is an advice show, so ask us a question. Let us advise you. I'll think about it. Speaking of all Eternia, how does Prince Adam feel about the fact that his sister has superpowers? Oh, yes. My brother, Prince Adam. A normal person with no superpowers, unlike me. Oh, yeah. I forgot you two are twins. You don't look much alike. You sound exactly like your mom, though. Oh, please don't say that. You know what, Adora? I'm also curious to hear the answer to Bo's question. What does Prince Adam, a normal person, think about the fact that his sister is a superhero, unlike him? We're not here to answer Bo's question. We're here to answer Ram Man's question. Does anyone else have anything to say about Ram Man's question? Perfume, you're being awfully quiet. I was just thinking how sad it is that people feel the need to hide who they truly are. They pretend to be their idea of a perfect person, like a brave warrior with a sword or an evil sorcerer warlord who hates everyone who tries to get close to him. But the thing is, usually other people can see right through this persona, and the only person they end up fooling is themselves. And sometimes, if they've been committed to this lie for long enough, they might not even know who they really are anymore. All they know is that persona. And it's safer not being yourself. All your feelings have to pass through a filter before they reach you, so they don't hurt as much. Like wearing sunglasses on a bright summer afternoon. But the bad thing about wearing sunglasses is that no one can see your beautiful eye sockets. And I'm sure you have such beautiful eye sockets. Yeah, I think we kind of lost the plot on this one. Babe! Babe, where are my keys? What? I, I don't know. Oh, what's this? The podcast cat has wandered into the room again. I hope this doesn't end up in the recording. <sighs> this isn't funny! Scorpia and I are supposed to go thrifting in Drill this afternoon. And in order to do that, I need the keys to my jet cycle. Bo? <laughs> yes? Do you know where Catra's jet cycle keys are? No, why would I- Oh wait, what's this here on the ground? Are these your keys, Catra? Give me those! What else you got, Arrow Boy? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about, oh yeah? Uh-huh. My favorite headband. Oh, my black claw polish. I- Catnip? That's not mine. I'm holding it for a friend. <laughs> Mine now. Hmm. That seems like all of it. You know, Bo, these little pranks of yours have gotten me awful stressed out. And when I get stressed, I tend to scratch the furniture. Worth it. Okay. Our next letter is from. Oh, Seahawk. In Selenius, we know him. Salutations, princesses of power. I am in dire need of your help. You see, whenever I sail into a port, everyone I meet wants to hear the stories of my many thrilling journeys. They say, Seahawk, tell us about the time you retrieved the storm crystal from the lair of the whirlpool fiend. Uh, Seahawk, tell us about the time you outran the entire horde armada through the Straits of Serpentine. And I say, well, if you must insist, I 
Suppose I could tell you that tale once again. And when I leave, they say, Seahawk, you're leaving so soon. Can't you stay and regale us another story? And I say, unfortunately, yes. For as much as I love my many, many fans, my one true love will always be the sea. And adventure! I, I suppose that's uh, two true loves. I'm in somewhat of a, a triad with both adventure and the sea. Oh, and then there's Princess Mermista. Uh, I mean, <laughs> we, we haven't really put a label on it, but uh, I'm getting sidetracked. The point is, I've started a new podcast as well. I'm creating dramatic reenactments of my adventures in audio form. An audio drama, they call it. I was simply going to call the podcast Seahawk. What else? But I, I realized that name doesn't make sense as the title for an audio drama. It should be called Listen Hawk. Of course, it's available now everywhere you get your podcasts. It's a Listen Hawk on the various social media platforms. Uh, anywho, uh, the reason I contacted you. Uh, so I made this podcast. It's called Listen Hawk, but no one is listening to it. It's it's terrible. I was trying to figure out what I could do about this. Should I get better microphones? Should I actually write the stories down ahead of time instead of improvising them with no notes? Should I try editing the audio files down instead of leaving in all the long pauses and mouth sounds? Or uh, maybe I could just do the podcast for the fun of it instead of tying all my self-worth into the download numbers. Then it hit me. No. What I need is a big celebrity endorsement from someone like a... uh, Princess of Power, for instance. So, if I was going to try to make that happen, how should I go about that? I, I could, um, uh, call into their new advice show and leave a message that would be pretending to be a question, but actually just be a secret bit of buzz marketing for my new podcast, but, uh, I don't know. I think that sounds a little crass. Uh, what, what do you think? It's called Listen Hawk, if I didn't mention that already. Or, uh... You know, if uh, if you ever need anyone else to be the permanent fourth host of your podcast, I'm extremely available. I think we can skip this one. Yeah, that's fair. Sorry, Seahawk. I hope you have fun making your podcast. Our next question is from... Oh, what's that? It looks like that's all the questions we have. Perfuma, what are you talking about? We still have... No, no more questions here. Oh, dear. Oh, my. How will we ever fill the rest of the podcast? Unless maybe there was someone else who needed advice. Someone else who wanted to share their feelings. Okay, fine. Yes! The thing is, though, I don't even know if I can put it into words. Sometimes I just feel, do one more question. Give me the time to think about how I want to phrase it. And then maybe after that. I can't wait! It looks like this next question was sent in by... Oh, they left that field blank. Let's listen and find out. Hey, uh, princesses. My name is, uh, uh um, Jordak. So, basically, I had this job for a really long time, and I was really good at it. And I thought I would be doing it forever, but recently I, uh, lost that job. And now I really don't know what to do, to be honest. 
I could maybe try to get it back, but that seems pretty much impossible at this point. And also, it sort of feels like moving backwards. I want to move forward, seize the future, maximize my... Uh, but I don't know how to find the next thing, whatever that thing is going to be. I don't even know where to start, and even if I did. To be honest, it's hard to find the motivation to tackle such an open-ended project. So I guess my question is, how do you do it? When you have some giant, you know, epic hero quest thing that you're doing, or whatever you princesses do, how do you make a plan of attack and then follow through on that plan so well? Like, for instance, how did you overthrow Hordak? At one point, the Horde controlled basically all of Etheria, apart from Bright Moon, so it should have been impossible. Like, tell me, in really specific detail, exactly what your plan was. In so much detail that if, theoretically, Hordak were to one day seize power again, he could ensure that it would never happen again. You know, just to be thorough. I'll take this one. I believe in the power of visualization. Think about your ideal perfect future. And the universe will bring it to you. A warm spring breeze in the air, lying in a garden of wildflowers, alongside the one you love. He looks at you, and you know what he wants. You place a hand on the strap of that purple leather loincloth, and then... Okay, someone just got their mic muted. In that case, allow me. Personally, I find it's helpful to break things up into steps. If I'm undertaking a quest or building a new invention, I'll make a list of all the things I need to do in order to accomplish that goal, and then just work my way down the list. It's overwhelming to do one giant thing, but it's easy to do a little thing. So do one little thing, and then another, and then another, and before you know it, you did a big thing. So for you, you could, um, read the Help Wanted ads, work on your resume, uh... Oh, I appreciate what you're doing here. But I think all you're doing is taking one problem and making it a bunch of problems. Jordak, your issue is that you're just all over the place. You need a singular focus. You need to ask yourself, what is the one thing that you want in life, most of all, and then start walking towards it. Don't believe anyone who tells you to give up. Don't let anything stand in your way. And eventually, you'll get there. That's how I did it. That's how I beat Hordak. What I wanted most was my best friend. Katra, my favorite person. I had to defeat the Hordes so that we could be together again. And it was hard sometimes. Sure, Hordak was so powerful, and we didn't have many allies. But I knew that deep down, Katra was still good inside. And she loved me, just like I loved her. So I never gave up. I kept on believing that he'd be defeated and good would prevail. And in the end, I was right. All right, that does it. I have had enough. Bo? It's not me this time, I swear. Oh, it's not just him. I've been listening in the other room, and I just can't do it anymore. We visualized our goals. We broke it up into little steps. We just kept on trying, and we always believed. <laughs> Give me a break. You can fool yourselves, but you can't fool me. I was there. I fought you so many times, and for the vast, vast majority of the time, your little great rebellion was a total mess. You lost more fights than you won. You almost died countless times. There were plenty of times where if a stray laser beam or, or a falling piece of rubble had gone 
just a few inches in a different direction, that would have been it. And it's not just that. You fought with each other all the time. You wanted to give up. You did give up. There were times when the princesses of power broke up and the rebellion stopped existing for months or years at a time. <sighs> Look, Adora, it's great that things worked out the way they did. I, I mean, I am so happy that, that, that we and, and you and I and... <sighs> I'm so happy that I left the Horde and that... I'm trying to do better, but let's not pretend. You didn't always believe that I was good on the inside or whatever, and, and if you did, you were wrong. I wasn't good. I've still got a lot of problems, and in different circumstances, I very easily could have gotten way worse. <sighs> You're all making this narrative about how this was all destined to be, but that's not how it works. This was not inevitable. There was no plan. It was chaos. <laughs> I mean, you know who I spent most of the war getting to know real well? You know who always had a plan? Hordak. He always had perfect battle tactics and some book he was reading about maximizing productivity and some new fad diet that was going to cleanse his body of toxins or whatever. And you know what? <sighs> I believed him. He knew how the world worked and clearly I was just a dumb kid. <sighs> I didn't realize it until after I left, but <laughs> he had no idea what he was doing. Ever. And of course, eventually, it all fell apart on him. But what I always liked about you guys, what I thought I liked about you guys, was that you weren't like that. You didn't pretend that you had everything figured out. You knew you were trash. Just like I know that I'm trash. But you get one little taste of victory, and suddenly you're the smartest people in the room, trying to teach this impressionable little goth kid about life and throwing around words like visualization and actionable steps. But I know that this could all go away again at any minute, and it is way more likely to happen if you think that this was always meant to be. If you don't see how... Precious and fleeting this is. If you can't accept that, then you're just like Hordak. And if that's true, then who are any of you to be giving out advice? Look, I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't... It's okay, baby, it's okay. You're right. I didn't always believe. I, For a long time, I thought I'd lost you forever. And yeah, sometimes I'm scared that this peace we have here, someday it might go away. Someday, probably, it will go away. I guess I wanted to pretend. I don't know. I've been visualizing my ideal life for a really long time now. But it keeps on not happening. And time just keeps going by. It makes me really sad sometimes. I don't know what a resume is. I've never had a job except for shooting arrows. 
Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mean to bring the mood down. Yes, you did. That was clearly your goal. <laughs> all right, all right, that's fair. No, it's good. We, I think sometimes we can get a little over-enamored with ourselves. You know, Catra, would you want to be a regular host on the show with us? Balance out some of our positivity with some, you know, you? <laughs> Promise me you're not going to hide any more of my stuff? Definitely. That was way too stressful. My dangerous bad boy phase is over. Um, I'll consider it. I have a very busy schedule, you know. Speaking of which... Hey, Adora. Golly. Uh, yes? If you're done here, I've got a bag of catnip and... Oh, two hours until I have to go meet Scorpia. You don't say. Is there anything else that bracelet of yours can transform into? Is uh, is this still the podcast? Is it over? Sorry, uh, let me check my notes. Looks like we have one more segment where we're supposed to sum up all the lessons we learned today. Hmm. Yeah. I'll go first. Well, gang, I think we all learned a valuable lesson today. We learned that the power of friendship can overcome any problem, even disputes over lawn furniture. We learned that, if you have a secret, you shouldn't be ashamed of it, and you shouldn't hide yourself from the world. Unless it isn't safe to be yourself. Then sometimes maybe you should hide temporarily. Right. Also, you know, not all secrets are fine, so we shouldn't say that no one should be ashamed. Like, if your secret is that you did a bad thing, or if you, like, believe hateful things about people... That's not okay. You probably should be ashamed about that secret. I guess that's true. You can have a bad secret that isn't okay in some circumstances. So, I guess we learned... Wait, what did we learn? We learned that you shouldn't write letters into advice podcasts that are actually just covert attempts to get free advertising. We learned the universe is pure chaos, everyone is lying to themselves all the time, and no one actually knows anything. Riley, what did you learn? I have no idea. See? She gets it. I guess if I learned anything, and I'm not totally sure if this counts as learning, but I learned that adults don't know anything. Like, not even a little bit. Even the cool ones. They're all just making it up. Which is kind of a relief, in a way. Oh! Riley, I just realized we never answered your question. Maybe you could send it in to us later, and we could do it next time. I think I can figure it out on my own. I think you can, too. In that case, that wraps things up for this week. This has been My Princess, My Princess, and Bo. Kiss your cat girlfriend square on the lips. Is that like your sign-off or something? No, Adora, that's an order. You two had a fight. Now kiss your cat girlfriend square on the lips. Uh, Catra? <laughs> Fine by me. Uh, turning off the recording. My Princess, My Princess, and Beau is written by Claire Mulcairn and edited by Dan Mulcairn. Our theme song is Neon Laser Horizon by Kevin McLeod from filmmusic.io, used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license, and our logo was created by Claire Mulcairn. Riley is played by Kit Mulcairn. Perfuma is played by Megan Bob. She-Ra and Adora are played by Claire Mulcairn. Beau is played by Jason Dania. Catra is played by Annie Creighton. Grizzlore is played by Andrew Isla. Ramman is played by Jay Edidin. 
Seahawk is played by Dan Mulcairn. Hordak is played by Chris Sims. She-Ra and the Princesses of Power and all associated characters are property of their owners.